You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. And welcome back to the Mind Your Home podcast. This episode is going to be a little different from the normal episodes in that I have my fiance Matt here, and we're going to talk about the coronavirus epidemic. It's everywhere, right? That's all. You, that's all you hear about. You've probably gotten a million emails about, um, you know, what different types of businesses are doing to help support this time. Well, I want to talk about social distancing and home support during this coronavirus epidemic and also just kind of share like what we're doing, how we're coping and where we stand in all of this. Because if you haven't felt it now or, or here lately, you know, we're kind of all in this together. Everybody is in the same boat across the world. We may be impacted differently, but we're definitely all experiencing some changes and some concerns and some announcements in the news. And it's just, it's it's a trying time. So um, Matt, do you want to say hi? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Yeah, yeah. We've been listening to, do you remember the name? It was Joe Rogan. Yeah. I guess Joe it was. Rogan podcast. Uh, yeah. I so Joe remember. Rogan was interviewing this guy from, I think he worked in the CDC. Either way, he studied about diseases and stuff. And it was a really informative um, like hour long or something oh. podcast episode. Yeah, his name is Michael Osterholm. Michael Osterholm. Uh, anyway, I'll link that down at the bottom here because it's got some really good information for people who are kind of wanting to know from a scientific or medical standpoint what you should be doing, you know, how you should be supporting yourself and what you can do to, to basically stay safe during all of this stuff that's going on. Yeah, he's also just really easy to listen to. I felt like he had yeah. a really calming voice. And really he really educated. did. Yeah. He had a very, and everything that he said was very, um, I don't know, it was really informational and calm. And he seemed like he really knew what he was talking about. It wasn't, it wasn't like panic inducing, like some people that you might listen to. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're like two really, two really polar ends of the spectrum that are kind of happening right now. Uh, you got people on both sides. I've talked to people who are like, this is no big deal. The flu kills more people. We should stop overreacting. Mm -hmm. And then you have the other people who are like, this is the apocalypse. We need to stock right. up on toilet paper. <laughs> and then you have people like us who are kind of basically, I would say, in the middle of that somewhere. Yeah. And we're kind of put in this mode where we're forced to react to everything else that's happening. Yeah, and it kind of, I mean, it, other people's actions feel like they're kind of forcing our actions. I don't want to be someone who's hoarding toilet paper, but if I go to the store and I see there's no toilet paper, suddenly I want to hoard toilet paper. Exactly. So. Exactly. And I had, I felt like I had to be that person. I was sending Matt pictures and messages like, you know, I hate to be this person, but I'm buying two boxes of Kleenex because there's no toilet paper and we just don't know when there's going to be more. You know, it push, it forces you into this state of reacting to everything else going around you, even though we wouldn't normally, you know, we were just going about our lives before that. Mm -hmm. And now we're, we're forced to think about things like, you know, are the grocery stores going to continue stocking as much meat as everybody needs as quickly as as people are actually shopping for it? Right. Yeah. It's 
because it's not just uh, the fact that people are taking it. It's when is it coming back? Uh, I mean, with with so many border things being shut down, a lot of our stuff is produced overseas. Is that real? Are some of these things reliably going to be restocked? That's the question on a lot of people's minds. And I think that's driving a lot of the hoarding behavior that a lot of people are doing. Exactly. And then even if even if you're not like, I don't I don't feel like I'm necessarily afraid of the coronavirus. Like I'm not personally concerned that I'm going to contract this disease and it's going to be deadly for me. And I'm not I don't think I'm the what would you call it? The the right demographic for what mm-hmm. it's for what it's really um, where it's really doing the most damage. But it's definitely fear inducing when you go about your normal daily activities, like going to the grocery store and everything is different and feels so scarce. And, you know, like the, the, those things, like seeing what all is going on out there and how other people are responding to it. That's what causes me to feel really unsettled and yeah. uncertain. Like, do you feel like you've, you're not necessarily afraid of contracting the coronavirus? No. Per and, se, right? Yeah. And actually was having that conversation with my parents today where they were talking about all these precautions they're taking when they go to the grocery store, they're having, they have like a, wet wipes with them or something they're like wiping down their cart and stuff but oh, they have smart. they have to uh be thinking about those things because they're i mean they're both over 60 um they both have medical underlying medical conditions and i i mean i just said to them i i don't i don't think about that stuff i i'm not concerned i know if i get it i'll be fine um i there's an interesting statistic with um the number of people who've died over in italy and of all the people who have passed away, the youngest victims of the virus have been 39 years old. That's so crazy. Yeah, 2,500 people, and the youngest is 39 years old. 2,500, you said? Yeah, in, the- in Italy. Uh, so, it's, I mean, it really just goes to show you that it just does not kill people who are healthy and young. So there's it's hard to take it seriously uh, w- from a personal perspective like in terms of my own well-being yeah uh but it's definitely something i have to constantly be thinking about like don't go near grandma because uh, i could have it and uh the last thing i want to do is pass it on to somebody who could be affected by it which is the the scare yeah and your grandma how old is she again 90 95 96 at least 95 yeah yeah so i mean you have to be mindful like because apparently you don't even have to be showing symptoms or a, a large percentage yeah. of people aren't actually showing symptoms. Yeah. Incubation period, they <laughs> said, is you know four days to a week or maybe even up to 14 days. You know, they give a pretty wide range. So they cover their bases something, somewhere in the neighborhood of one to 14 days. Yeah. And I but, think some people just never. Yeah. Especially really... kids, they're saying uh, may not even. Uh, they tested an entire village in Italy and it was like 3000 people in the village and all the people. Of the people who tested positive, over 50% of them had showed no symptoms. Yeah. So that's pretty wild that that many people could have the virus and not know it. Yeah, that's insane. Which is why, like, one of the things that we're going to talk about, which we'll probably just go on and move into now, is social distancing. Now, obviously, this is the Mind Your Home podcast. We talk about, you know, ways to create <clears throat> supportive home spaces and, and how to tend to things at home. Well, now is, is a particularly trying time for for people when it comes to their home, because you're a lot of us at least are going to be stuck in it for a while. We just got news today. Yeah. Yeah. I found out my work. I work at a school and uh, it's closing down until April 28th is the current 
current uh, forecast, and that's always subject to change too. So we're out for this week. Uh, so we had a two-week spring break, uh, and that just changed to now being a six-week mini summer. Yeah, I literally just found out about this like maybe an hour ago. This is, I mean, yeah. it's not. It wasn't completely unexpected. Just because uh, it's like I was telling Matt before that I, I would expect them to extend it because right now, at least where we're located here in Oregon, we haven't really even hit the brunt of it. And they had already called off school for at least two weeks. Yeah, we're kind of sandwiched between two states that have been getting hit by it pretty hard. Right. Um, yeah, and I was I'm with you. I, I thought they were I figured they were going to extend it. Uh, I thought it was going to be like uh, every week they're going to tell us the next week is off yeah. kind of thing. Uh, to suddenly tell us the next five weeks are off is... Oh, man. Is, uh, yeah. It's jarring, right? It's like, I, I mean, of course it's exciting. You know, the kids are excited. They're not going to have to go back to school for a while. Matt's getting a little bit of time off of work. But at the same time, it's like, well, what comes with that? What does that mean financially? What does that mean uh, for the kids' summer? I mean, uh, we don't know what to plan. And it's so it's so um, shaking, I guess, when you don't really know how to plan your future. You know, whatever plans that we had for summer might potentially be canceled. Like they, they could and likely will at least be going to school for a part of that summertime. Yeah. I mean, there, we're really in uncharted territory uh, yeah. in the education system. I, I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, I mean, those kids need to finish their year of education in order to move on to the next year i don't know how you avoid that um so it seems unavoidable that students are taking classes in the summer but i I just don't know yeah so i mean social distancing is well obviously it's important Uh, they're implementing it all over the place and i don't see that pulling back anytime soon in fact more places are probably going to be closing down than are now before this is all said and done. Um, but it, you know, it is important. So, I mean, if you take anything to heart, it should be that, well, if they're closing all this down so that we can stay at home, then we better stay our butts at home as much as possible, which is what we're, we're trying to do because, you know, like even the symptoms are not even showing up in a good portion of the people. So you could be potentially spreading things. I would say the most supportive thing that you can do for yourself, your family, elderly loved ones, and just the general population is just to follow the simple order and just stay home as much as possible. Now we are in, you know, in light of this social distancing and everything that's going on, we're going to the beach cabin, which is a family beach cabin. So it's not a public, a publicly used place. Um, But that's one thing that we're doing. We're kind of getting away from all of this and making a little bit of a trip, I guess, out of it since our, our March um, spring break plans for next week were canceled. Yeah. Yeah. We were actually going to go ride some roller coasters, take the kids riding roller coasters in Six Flags in California, which is not a good place to go anymore. Apparently, Northern California is getting hit pretty hard. Right. Yeah. That's like the epicenter. Some like San Francisco is hit particularly hard. Jeez. And that's right around where we were going to go. So we're anyway, we're going to exercise some social distancing, stay at home and out of out of crowds and groups as much as possible. We're going to go off to the beach cabin and just, you know, distance ourselves in a different way. So any way that you can really separate yourself from the herd right now, I think is the best. And that doesn't mean that you have to lose connection. Actually, I've spoken to 
my family members more the past couple of days than I probably have in a while. Mm. I've called both yeah. of my grandparents. I had a video call twice with my mom. I don't know. There's something about, about, um, panic or about something hitting everybody at the same time that kind of puts you in this same boat of camaraderie. And I don't, it, it can evoke connection. You know, I think that's the truth of a lot of tragedies or bad things that happen. Right. I think everybody just kind of feels like, this time period is history in the making. Like we're living through history right now in 50 years. They're going to talk back to the 2020 COVID epidemic, you know, and how schools shut down and all these things. Like uh, people talk about the 1918 Spanish flu and all that stuff. This is going to be one of those times where people are reading about it uh, in future history books. It, It has to be, this is very, very bizarre what's happening around us right now. And that's so wild. It's so wild that it felt so out of the blue. Like, I feel like I haven't had enough time to process this to really keep up with all of the changes that are like, you know, bam, have occurred. So we're going to be at home. But what are some things that we can do in some areas that we, we need to pay attention to? I can tell you just in the amount of time that I've been um, staying at home and just, you know, looking forward, not knowing exactly when I'll be out and about again, it can make you feel restless. You know, I spend a lot of days at home, you know, just in general, just working on my stuff, uh, you know, working on this podcast or on course material with some of my students, like just doing different things. But for some reason, this feels a little bit different and it makes, it makes me personally feel restless. And you may be experiencing some of that too. And one thing that I've noticed that I've really, needed needed to do even more than usual is to move my body to exercise to you know I found that I was just sitting still for too long and feeling restless and and having that extra energy anytime something um panicky or stressed or just you know tense things have been really tense here lately all over the place uh you just you have to get that energy out in some way so you're probably gonna want to find ways to move your body make sure that you have a cleared out space on the floor or in one of the rooms where you can go and do your yoga or pilates or whatever you would normally do but you can't necessarily now that you're not able to go to your gym class or your yoga class make sure that you're still making space and time for those things because we all want to stay well That's our primary concern. We all want to be safe and protected, and we want the people we love to be safe and protected. And part of that is to take care of yourself. Take care of your immune system, and that includes exercise, hydration. You know, that includes trying to keep some things inside of your daily routine as much as possible, even if you're one of the people like us whose daily routine has been vastly interrupted. So use this time to your advantage. Hey, you know, now is the time. One of the biggest... Complaints, I guess, I get from people who are, who are really suffering from issues with clutter and, you know, their home is just feeling like totally out of whack and chaotic is that they just don't have enough time to keep up with it. Well, some of you have found yourself in a whole other boat where you're having tons of extra time that you're not usually having. Maybe you're one of the lucky few who is now able to work from home, which is actually something I wanted to mention yeah, earlier. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Uh, I know my mother was telling me that her job is. Uh, moving to working at home uh, starting, I think, Monday. It kind of seems like there's a shift going on culturally of trying out this working from home. And a lot of businesses, I mean, if it works well, they may just continue to do it. And this is going to potentially be quite a big transition for people's lives if now they have to consider having a workspace at home when they didn't before. Yeah, you know, but I 
I kind of think it's great. I think that, I don't know, I think that a lot of people would just be more comfortable and, and feel maybe even more supported if they were working at home and feeling like they didn't have to necessarily dress up in the heels and the business suit and show up and have conversations with 10 different people just to do the job that they were going to do anyway. I, I am definitely pro working at home. So I think that this could potentially be an upside to all of this that's happening. I've spoken to other people who are also working at home who are used to going into an office. And I think that this could potentially end up being a catalyst for the future of people maybe feeling more comfortable with that. My mom's excited. She's, I think she's nervous, but I think she's excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I mean, that could really change a lot with business and and the typical types of jobs that we see out there. I feel like, I mean, people, a lot of businesses were already kind of moving in that direction of having virtual positions. And this might just be a catalyst that really pushes that even further. So that'll be interesting to kind of see what direction that ends up going. Um, But yeah, just social distancing, keeping yourself inside of your space, trying to create as much of a supportive system as you can, whether that's having a space to work, having a space to move your body, having a space to entertain your kids. Yeah, f- find a hobby. Yeah, find, <laughs> find a hobby. Yeah, you're, I mean, with all this free time. Well, one thing that I've been doing uh, is really taking advantage of this for spring cleaning. Yeah. Like I even cleaned the blinds last week, which apparently desperately needed it. But you can find opportunities in these types of situations to take care of things that you really didn't have time for before. And for me, that's been really getting into the nitty gritty of of dusting things that haven't been dusted in a really long time and taking care of spring cleaning even earlier than I usually do. You know, use this time to maybe spend some time with the family that you haven't had enough time to really sit around and watch a movie. We've watched Two family movies, had two family movie nights in the past week, uh, which about was really fun. About to have fun. more at the beach. <laughs> yeah, we're oh, about boy. to have more. We've already started um, getting more movies ready for going to the beach cabin. So, you know, just try to keep your immune system healthy by finding ways to laugh, to make the best out of your space and maybe your extra time or maybe your extra time with people that you don't get to see quite that much. Call a relative. If you do have to go to the store, you know, smile at somebody who's walking by you in the grocery store because it's it's stressful for everybody right now. Everything is tense. And any positivity that we can bring to the mix, if we're able to be a light for anybody else out there, then by all means, you know, be that light. <laughs>